You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Okay, Manos Nation, remember, for every episode, there's a giveaway of digital goods or resources from our partners that other people would normally pay for. To enter the giveaway, subscribe to the Manos podcast on iTunes now, and then message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Again, that's Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator to prove it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Manos Accelerator podcast. Today, I am with Nicholas Cole, founder of Digital Press. That's amazing. What do you guys do? We work with CEOs, executives, uh, serial entrepreneurs, basically help them uh, help extract their best insights and turn it into written content. And Nicole is a rock star personal brand expert and marketer. He has been working in this space for about, I don't, I don't know, seven or eight years, right? Yeah, in long marketing. Time. Um, Cole, can you tell us a little bit about your background so people get context about what you've done in your career? Yeah, so uh, basically just started as a writer. I graduated from uh, Columbia College Chicago, creative writing school, um, and took what I learned and applied it to the business world. I felt like every piece of business content that I read was very dry. Uh, there was nothing emotional about it. You couldn't really connect with it. So I took some of the things that I learned studying creative writing, like stories, and brought that to the business world. And And I really like to explain to people that it's not like how the PR world thinks about stories. You know, like I really work to make it value focused. Mm. So we work with, you know, executives, serial entrepreneurs, people that have, you know, built or exited companies 10 million to 300 million uh, in revenue. Wow. And so our whole uh, approach to content is really asking them, how did you do what you did? What were some of the things that you know? Um, and then turning those into pieces of written content that a reader should read. Like if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you don't want to learn from the the blogger of the blogger of the blogger who right, heard right. it from somebody else, right? right. Like you want to learn from the guy who built the hundred million dollar company, yeah. you know, or the woman who exited a company for, the you know. yeah. Right. So that's kind of why we, we've, uh, almost created a threshold. I really only want to work with that caliber of people because I feel like the world's smartest individuals just don't, they're not the ones who have the time to sit down and educate. So we can kind of play the middleman to help them do that. That's amazing. So Cole, most of the listeners are entrepreneurs. They're based Mm -hmm. in the US or they're in Latin America trying to break in the US market. What is something you've learned that you can share with us on the Stack and Growth special? What is something that you can share that you see as either a habit or a tactic of success that you can share with the audience that's going to help get them to the next level? Well, for for me, I, I started Digital Press less than a year ago, almost six or seven months ago. And um, we've we've been really fortunate. We, we've crossed seven figures in uh, recurring revenue. That's amazing. And so what I kind of saw was um, I did a lot of work before then to build myself up as a thought leader in that space. Um, so that when I turned on the faucet and I was like, hey, I have, I have a, a company now. I have a value to provide. I had already really established that I knew what I was talking about. And I did that by just giving away a lot of what I knew for free. I wrote on Quora. Uh, I've been writing on Medium, you know, LinkedIn. Like I, everything that I knew uh, and wanted people to see me as a thought leader as, I gave away for free. Um, so I really encourage a lot of founders to think about what space are they in 
and what sort of client do they want to attract? And then ask, who are all the other people in that space that are also going after that client? And, and how can you explain your value and what you know better than the next person? Okay. And so the way that I've kind of found to do that is you're combining this, you know, you're working at this intersection of I'm providing value, I'm showing that I know what I'm talking about, but I'm also telling you the personal story of how I learned that in the first place. So a lot of, I haven't really had to do much selling in a year. I, I wake up to a lot of inbound because I write so much and I, and I give away so much for free and I'm telling people, hey, here's how you build a personal brand. Here's how your content can perform better. Here's how I think about writing. Here's how I structure my articles. And so by the time someone reads that, maybe nine out of 10 people will go, that was really helpful, I don't need you. And then one out of 10 of those will go, wow, you really know what you're talking about. Right. I don't have the time to do this, so I'm going to hire you. Yeah. And that's what you're going for. I don't really, I want to educate the nine out of 10. And I just want to keep getting my one out of 10 over and right. over and over again that are like, I want to hire you, right? I, and, I, I believe that you're the best. You convince me because I see you do it. Exactly. I have the money. I don't have the time. How about you do it? Exactly. And so many people like, that's so different than running an ad, right? Because if you see two, two comparing companies and they're both just running ads and they're like, we're great and we're great. And then I come in and I'm like, hey, I'm going to explain this to you A to Z. You can go do it on your own if you want. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm both providing a lot of value for a lot of people, building my own audience. There's value in that. Um, but that one out of 10 is going to look at that and go, nobody else is explaining it this simply. You know, nobody else is giving me this much. So I trust you. I want to hire you. That's perfect. Right? Do you find that there's some industries that having a big personal brand isn't as helpful as maybe spending time doing something else? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I feel like every, every niche that I've found, I don't, I don't see it hurting you. Right. I'll put it that way. Right. Um, I think certainly I'm in an interesting position because we have a, an agency that focuses on written content and I am a writer. So that works very well. Um, kind of same thing, like Gary Vee is a great example, right? He builds himself as an influencer and then goes, Hey, I can build your influence. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, you know, you're embodying the same thing that you're selling. Um, but I've seen, you know, everybody from surgeons do it uh, to lawyers, to investors, to, right. you know, it's like there's really no harm in sharing what you know and having people see you as the authority. Right. And it's amazing. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get really short-sighted with some of these tactics and we expect them to have results overnight and we expect them to have like, like, l let me give you an example. Like, I'll have an app and I sell it for a dollar a month. And so those are the entrepreneurs or, or f for no dollars a month. It's, it's free. And then you like make some commission whenever something happens. And the entrepreneurs that have those kind of business models are really reluctant, I found, to have a personal brand. Yep. Because they're like, okay, if I've been on Inc. Coal and it didn't, uh, it didn't drive the 50,000 downloads that I needed to run a profitable business. And what I've learned is that by having a big personal brand, you're able to point one and get a lot of really big biz dev opportunities that can actually help your business anyways. Yep. So by having the big personal brand, the same CEO with the same company, yes, you may not get the 50,000 downloads, but what can happen is let's say Toys R Us, you know, there's like some executive at Toys R Us or a decision maker at a big company that can say, hey, I found out about your company through uh, LinkedIn or through your writing on Quora. Um, let's jump on a biz dev phone call for us to do distribution of your product. And little conversations like that, like people are always, they agree like, yes, it's not what you know, it's who you know, but they don't really know how to kind of hack the who you know part. Right. By putting out content at scale and building out a personal brand, you're able to 
touch a lot more lives. And that ultimately ends in a lot more introductions, a lot more conversations that can still help your business. So I love the angle that you guys are taking with the personal brand and, how, and scaling that because I've seen it's really powerful across pretty much every single segment. Even if it's not going to immediately drive you a bunch of downloads, it can just open a door to a bigger conversation, a bigger connection, um, getting funded. All of these opportunities come f- from having a big hundred percent. Yeah, something that's really interesting is that. Um, so, like you said, that to me, it's what I was explaining in in the talk. Actually, is um, people thinking about monetizing their audience A to B, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, like a lot of that's kind of why we wanted to set that threshold for the types of clients that we work with, because anybody that comes in the door and they're like before I even write you the first check, what's everyone wants to know what their ROI is, but they're like, how is it within four content right. pieces, I'm going to make 50K for my business? And right. it's, that's really not the point. And, and what's great about working with people of a, of a certain caliber, especially ones that are running companies, they, they have the budget, they can see it as an investment and not as like a quick fix, right. right? And when you see it as an investment, which is how I've treated it for myself, is there's, there's this tipping point that happens where, uh, a lot of the ROI that people see, it's not A to B, it's not that direct, it's A to C because it's opening a door of opportunity that they wouldn't otherwise have. So a lot yeah. of our clients, right, like they'll they'll start putting out pieces and they'll be like, th- their original measure for success, because that's just how people think about it, is like, how many views did it get? You know, how many followers do I have? But then over time, what they start to realize is the real ROI is the fact that they walked into a boardroom with their, you know, advisors or a new investor or somebody. And the conversation starts with the sentence, hey, so I was just reading your article. And that instantly, it props a conversation. It prompts like the way that they see that individual, right? The positioning change. And and now you're not debating like, how do I make another $29.99 sale? But you're talking with someone that has the ability to forge a much bigger partnership or actually move the needle for your business. And like educating people on that is really difficult because everything in marketing and advertising is so A to B, it's it's short term. It's I put in 5K and I get 15K out the other side. But personal branding is you you treat it as a long-term investment and then there's a tipping point that happens where literally I don't have to sell. And like I don't because I have people then seeing what I do, they come to me and then they get on the phone and they're like, "What's the ROI of personal branding?" And I'm like, "You called me," <laughs> and that's the ROI, right? You know? Yeah, that's amazing. Something that wasn't clear to me when I first started building a personal brand that I've come to learn, and it's an analogy that I think, especially um, those of us that grew up in Latin America, will understand, is uh, every time that there's like a World Cup, there's an album that comes out. But made by a company called Panini. So those of you listening that filled out those Panini albums for the World Cup, you buy sticker albums. It's just like collecting baseball cards. You buy like sticker albums and you open the sticker album and there's like a grab bag of stickers to put in the album. Huh. You like fill in different players. So like, oh, I got uh, Lionel Messi. I got Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, and you're trying to fill out the entire album by the time that the World Cup is over. And it's just like a fun little hobby to have. Right. And the sticker packets are like 50 cents or something. So you, any $10 you have, you go and you buy a bunch of them and it's always a grab bag of what's going to be in it. And I've come to learn that having a personal brand is more about like any time that I do a post, it's like I'm buying one of those little panini packets because I don't know the opportunities that are going to come my way. Yep. But the bigger and bigger that the brand gets, the more like guaranteed stickers that are in my grab bag. So every single post I get, there's always something that comes out of it. There's like people want to jump on a phone call. People want to jump on a podcast. People want to write an article. People want to do an interview. People want to introduce me to someone else on every single post. 
And it didn't even really take that long. It was like six months of just being intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Imperfect action because there's like so many times that I just, I wasn't able to do it. It was too late at night, like got busy. It wasn't even that big of a priority, but just not um, changing how I perceive myself, but just still keeping my identity to I'm building a personal brand and then being magnetic to the fact that that is what I'm doing. Even if I have imperfect action, even if I cheat for four or five days, it's always like, no, but I'm building a personal brand. Instead of like, oh, I cheated. I I suck. I'm not able to do this. I guess I just won't build a personal brand. It's always like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. No matter how many cheat days, it's always back to this is what I'm doing. Over like six, seven, eight months, it compounds. And then you're fast. able to get it so fast, so fast. So um, for those of you that are listening that are just now getting started on a personal brand, What's like one word of advice that you can say uh, that you can say to them? What's like one word of advice to actually execute on a personal brand and grow it? Well, I feel like it's it's what you were just speaking to that consistency. Um, there are a couple basics. It's like get your photography on point. You know, make sure there's your bio isn't like loves coffee and cats. You know, <laughs> like put put what your value is in there. Um, right. Why people should work with you, uh, and then and then just make sure and realize that you the the measure for success is always putting out something new, mm. you know? And a lot of people think like, I'm going to build a personal brand, so I'm going to hire a PR firm to make sure that I have a bunch of logos on my site. Wow. And that's not what a thought leader is. A thought leader is the fact that you read the last thing that I wrote and you want me to elaborate on that on your podcast. It's not, you went to my site, you saw the ink logo and you were like, right. I think you're amazing, right? And there's a huge difference and everybody's yeah. so focused on the perception of it. Right, and, and, right, and, right. And then you've got people like me and I'm surpassing everybody because I don't, I don't, I have not spent here, mind blowing, mind blowing. I have not spent a single dollar on advertising. I love that. I have no PR, no advertising, like nothing. And everything that I've gotten has been earned. So, and that's why all the opportunities come. And so like, the hardest thing for people is, especially in the world of advertising and marketing, where everyone is selling you the short-term solution. Right. Like I have to be the one to walk around and be like, "Nope, you're, none of you are going to believe me." You, you know, and I'm going to tell you, like, buy this stock at you know a dollar, and trust me that in four years it'll be worth a lot. Mm-hmm. And instead, everyone's like, "No, I'm going to buy it at one, but sell it at two. Right. You know, and that's I, it, it's hard because so much of what I do is educating people on like the reframe rather than just like selling them some short-term solution. I love that. And there's so much of a culture in entrepreneurship of perception is reality. Like if people just think that I'm a thought yep. leader, then I'm a thought leader. And uh, Mark Echo planted this, the CEO of Echo Unlimited, the clothing brand from, you know, really big in the 80s and 90s. He really planted this thought in my head of um, perception isn't reality, reality's reality. So you can call yourself a thought leader. You can set up the website and put the logos on there. But unless you're actually influencing people's opinions. And you can only do that by creating content at scale and distributing it at scale and being consistent with it. Yep. If you're missing that element, no amount of perception is going to actually get you to a point where that influence means anything. Yep. And it's a really long-term investment. You're absolutely right. Like You might be doing it for the next two years. But actually, actually, you're probably going to do it for the next four months until it, it hits. That's it's what, actually not even a two-year That's what investment. people, by the way, this is what like gets me so fired up because- <laughs> I seriously, I took, it took me four years. It took me four years, didn't make a cent. Didn't uh-huh. make a cent off of my personal brand. Like tried everything, learned the hard lessons, like was in the trenches, to, like all learned myself. And then I took all of that 
gave it all away for free. And then people that see those same results in four months are still like, why does it take so long? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you yeah, have no yeah, idea. Yeah. You have no idea what I've done for you. Like oh I have gosh. shortened your growth yes. growth curve like exponentially. And that I just, that. it just really shows like how impatient people really yeah. are, you know? Yeah. And like, that's, that really is why it's almost like now I, I am, I'm at a point where I can only work with right. the CEOs and the executives because nobody else is going to have the patience right. Or, or, right. or be willing to pay for that help over like beyond a month because they're so focused on the short-term game. Right, right. Okay, Manos Nation, do not forget your chance to win digital goods and resources on every episode right here on the podcast. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes and once you've done that, message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Subscribe on iTunes and then message Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. See you on the next one. I love it. So Nicholas Cole, thank you so much for coming here. Uh, Fast track of success. You have more in common with the CEOs than the middlemen. It's obvious that that's why you're able to get to where you're going. I have nothing but high expectations for, for your career. Thank you so much for being here. You're his company from zero to seven figures in less than a year, CEO of Digital Press. What's the best way to get in touch with you on social media or online? I'm everywhere. Uh, my website, nicholascole.com or all my socials, nicholascole77. Excellent. Thank you for coming. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.